Welcome to our Sunday episode of In Conversation with IPR and Competition Law. I am Ishita Borua and I am Aditya Trivedi, co-founders of this podcast. I hope you have listened to our weekly updates post yesterday. Today, we have with us Vedangini Bisht. She is a student of National Law University, Delhi. She has been a student fellow and student associate of Center for Innovation, Intellectual Property and Competition. And currently, she is the editor-in-chief of Journal of Innovation, Competition and Information Law. We will discuss on the topic copyright infringement, piracy, ethics and accessibility, analyzing through the lens of IPR. Hello Vedangini, welcome to our podcast. Before we begin our discussion on copyright infringement and piracy, would you like to tell the listeners how did your interest merge towards intellectual property rights and competition law and also give us a brief introduction about yourself? Thank you, Anishita, for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here and forward to a discussion. So, um, a little bit about me, I'm National Law University, Delhi, and um, I've had an interest in IPR ever since my second year, I believe. I was first acquainted with IPR in competition for innovation intellectual property in my university. I initially joined it because it's quite well known in our university and everyone was doing it. Got to work there under the guidance of some wonderful professors like Dr. Arul Jorskaria that started developing my interest in the subject. And I really like how it deals with important issues of equality, accessibility, while maintaining a commercial and industrial outlook, something which I am extremely interested in. In pursuance of this, I also took up writing on IPR issues. I joined the Journal of Innovation, Competition and Information Law and took up relevant seminar courses so as to keep the wheels turning. Alright, that was quite an insightful and interesting journey. Well, uh, Vedangini, can we now begin with our question and answer session? Yes, definitely. Okay. So, uh, please tell us about today's topic, that is copyright infringement, piracy, ethics, and accessibility. What are your introductory views upon it? So, piracy refers to the unauthorized duplication of a copyrighted work. The reason it makes for an interesting discussion, there are views at completely different ends of the spectrum about the ethics of piracy and whether it is ethical or not. One school believes in the freedom of information and expression. The other believes that piracy monetary losses dilutes the incentives of the authors to create new work. And in short, the form of theft, like Joe Biden says when he says that piracy is flat, unalterated theft. Our copyright law is slightly tilted in the favor of the latter. So before deep diving into questions, which I hope we would do later, I think in the introduction, I would just like to pose the most common questions that emerge when thinking about the ethics of piracy, such as what is the nature of the rights that we are trying to protect? For instance, as opposed to 
would the owner be deprived of the complete use of intellectual property because in order to discourage infringement of copyright piracy has often been equated with theft to increase the stigma attached to the act but are those two really the same further what is the actual loss by piracy would not having piracy suddenly increase the legitimate sales of those goods or not and for this it is it is also important to look at why is it that losses claimed by the industry which apparently arise out of piracy are generally held to be inflammatory of course these are in semantic issues but the issue of piracy has to be tackled effectively then people must understand that infringement and theft are conceptually and because of that legally quite different from one another so when we talk about solutions or even ethics they need to be thought about differently thank you vidangani thank you for the introductory views now let me come to the second question which is like can you enlighten us with copyright infringement issues that people face in their day to day life So because each one of us deals with copyrighted work in some way every day on paper it does make people vulnerable to the risk of copyright infringement in fact i'm sure that all of us have infringed copyright law at some point whether it's using circumventing software protection on websites such as bypassing paywalls something that i wouldn't be able to live without or whether it's uploading or downloading unauthorized copies of a movie or a song such as using torrent whether it's translating or distributing a literary work on our social media or whether that we found online or quoting a speech but no one is actually going to go after these kinds of incidents So I don't think it's essential for us to be wary of these everyday infringement actions of ours. In fact, the fact that no one think law should be fully enforced demonstrates the need for reform. Okay, that was quite interesting. Well, Vedangini, what are the various modes of infringement of copyright by copying? Like there's uh, number 1 direct copying. then indirect copying and subconscious copying can we know about each one of them so copyright infringement can broadly be of two categories primary infringement that is direct copying and secondary infringement which is indirect copying primary infringement refers to the actual act of copying the copyrighted work such as photocopying a book and then distributing it for commercial purposes In order to establish this it needs to be shown that a substantial part of the work was taken and there is causal connection even if the copying was a subconscious act it shall be a primary infringement so this is a defense that Ed Sheeran often claims in multiple copyright infringement cases against him but unfortunately for him they haven't really worked out leading to a suspension of his royalties for shape of you back in 2019 Now secondary infringement is when there is infringement of copyright actually being a copying of the work. So this could be in the form of selling or importing infringing copy. The infringing actions that I had mentioned previously which we undertake in our day-to-day life also fall under this category. Yes, that was very interesting to know about various modes of infringement actions. 
avidangni can infringement take place if the person or director or producer of a film without the prior permission of the copyright owner uses if someone uses a copyrighted work for profit and communication or display of the work to the public so yes aditya this would be an infringement this is actually quite an explicit right provided to the owner of a copy section 14 of the copyright act which deals with the exclusive the copyright owner i think the two rights which may be relevant to this question are first is the right to perform the work in public or to communicate it to the public now this could cover situations such as plays or readings of the work now second one would be the right to make any cinematograph film or sound recording of the work which could cover situations such as making a movie based on the work so I believe the appropriate method instead of infringing someone else's copy would be to obtain a proper license to the film from the owner okay that was again quite insightful uh can we get to know about the term of copyright for published literary dramatic musical and artistic works so india has a homogeneous system of protection of all kinds of copyright so or any original literary or artistic work will be protected by copyright for the lifetime of the author and 60 years following the death of the author Although at this point I must mention that there are ongoing debates that the term of copyright should be reduced and especially having it after the death of the author does not serve a lot of purpose because it doesn't act as an incentive to the author anymore and shortening the term of copyright would directly restore the public domain's role in promoting the progress well vidangani you're right that yes we have to or we it might be proposed that this term should be reduced that uh, i have an interesting story to tell that i was attending a webinar and one person told his experience from usa that there was a son of a music director who music director who passed away and this son is doing nothing and when asked upon why he is doing nothing and how is he is so much rich he just answered that i am just getting royalties of whatever my father produced works and i am just receiving loyalty so this is so interesting concept but yes it is not doing justice to the original author uh thank you and now uh, please tell me please tell us what is the assignment of copyright and how can the signer get benefit or royalty out of it so assignment of copyright means that assignee becomes entitled to all the rights related to the copyright of the assigned work and the assignee shall be treated as the owner of the copyright in respect of those works there is a requirement that such an assignment has to be in writing now the payment of royalties is not necessary this means that the owner of copyright assign the work without any compensation This entire concept of royalties under copyright act is slightly complicated since the law stands very differently for different kinds of work further made complicated by various amendments which were introduced in and post 2012 which even i wouldn't claim to understand in its entirety in brief it is fairly simple for literary work since it is easy identify 
author and the amount could be anything which is decided by the parties but in case of musical composition the music composer and the lyricist are required to assign all their rights in the musical composition and lyrics to the producer the rights in the sound recordings are then also assigned to the producer and the producer of the film assigns the rights in the songs to a music label so dividing royalties between these many people through all of these steps can become quite complicated similarly in case of films authors would be entitled to receive an equal share of royalties each time the works are exploited as a part of cinematograph films a lot of this is also done through copyright societies in india which come with their own set of problems so this is an interesting area to explore and read about and i would highly recommend people to read up on it if they are interested yeah thank you so much uh, and on the basis of the assignment of the copyright can you explain to the listeners the provision of section 18 subsection 1 subsection 2 and subsection 3 of the copyright act of 1957 yes definitely so section 18 deals with assignment of copyright section 181 provides that the owner of a copyright in any work or prospective owner of a future work may assign the copyright The proviso also clarifies that in case of a future work assignments will come into force or work comes into existence. The proviso also says that no such assignment shall apply to any mode of exploitation that did not exist or was not known in commercial use when the assignment was made. So this strengthens the position of the author if new modes of exploitation of the work come into existence because in the past The authors lobby made no secret about the fact that they were extremely displeased with reaping benefits of their work through digital or other modes of exploitation without sharing any proceeds with the originators. The next part of the proviso is also slightly controversial in the industry and prohibits an author of a work from assigning or waiving the right to receive royalties on equal basis with an assignee. Now this likely means that first every author has the right to royalty which cannot be waived and second in case of assignment these rights are to be shared on an equal basis with the assignee. For the sec- subsection 2 of section 18 simply says that the assignee shall be treated as the owner of the copyright in respect of those rights assigned and subsection 3 says that the expression assignee includes the legal representatives of the assignee if the assignee dies before the work comes into existence. Thank you for the explanation. Can you also please tell us something about the famous Sahab case? So the facts of the dispute are that publishers such as Elsevier and Wiley etc filed a suit against Sahab and Lipton demanding be completely blocked in india through a dynamic injunction since they host work over which only the publishers have exclusive rights in the first hearing while the court ordered cyber to stop making new unauthorized uploads of the publishers content it allowed the existence as of now i think cyber has filed its written which i don't believe is publicly accessible yet but it would um, be some time before the king Court, court, sorry, the court case comes to a conclusion, I believe. 
Now there are some important factors to be considered while discussing cases like this such as if actual users cannot afford subscription to most academic publications in fact majority of the academic institutions in India academic publishing market is controlled by very few the core contributors in the academic publishing process such as authors and peer reviewers do not receive any economic remuneration for their contribution this case is so important because of the social tension that we are trying to grapple with that is safeguarding the limited monopoly rights of owners of copyright while ensuring the freedom of the users to have access to the work Oh that was quite insightful I didn't know about it thank you Aditya for uh, asking this question and Vedangini for uh, explaining me and the listeners about it uh Vedangini would you like to comment on the sufficiency of Indian laws on piracy I think the like Indian piracy laws suffer from certain limitations the approaches that are indicated in the statute and sometimes given in the court judgments are often being uh, ignorant of the social realities that such laws influence case in point could be the digital rights management now according to the first copyright work gives consent for that for the market and it is lawfully sold the copyright owner's right with respect to distribution of that copy is exhausted but this changes when digital goods and digital rights management are involved and suddenly you're no longer buying goods you're just licensing them another instance 2012 an amendment was introduced to include international exhaustion regime in india through a proviso to section 2m which i believe would have been great for accessibility but this was withdrawn because of lobbying of the publishing industry who feared piracy and a dent in their billions of revenues which also brings me to the point that i believe that piracy laws in india more from the point rather than the consumers for instance the entire sihub case would not have existed in the first place had the copyright been with the authors of the work itself rather than the publishers who take the entire copyright in the work written by someone else without any royalties it can hardly be expected that such lawsuits will be brought against such websites by the authors themselves in a due photocopy case which is a really important case that i would recommend for understanding fair use piracy accessibility etc the authors who work had been photocopied by due signed up collectively to protest against the lawsuit of the publishers so i hope that our own legislation would pay more attention to the nature of the property rights and to the questions of accessibility something that deserves analysis thank you vedangini please tell us your concluding remarks on piracy ethics and accessibility Personally, I believe that piracy is a social phenomenon. The main objective behind piracy remains satisfying the unmet demands of the society for access to copyright works in the market economy, and not necessarily the intention of making economic out of it. 
and it is equally important to understand that legal enforcement may alone never provide sustainable solutions to piracy because like discussed accessibility and affordability of products play a significant role in influencing piracy so any discussion of piracy which conceals or ignores such vital factors will only bring solutions which are bound to fail hence the social dimension of copyright infringement is an important element to be taken note deciding cases or making policies and i hope that we are more mindful of that thank you so much vidangini it was a delight to have you on our podcast i hope you liked the session and i wish you all the best for your future endeavors thank you so much aditya nishita for inviting me to the podcast and letting me talk about some of the topics which interest me the experience for me and all the best for your podcast thank you vidangini it was an interesting session i would like to thank all the listeners it was the pleasure to have you vidangni as well as to discuss copyright infringement piracy ethics as well as accessibility analyzing through the lens of ipr thank you for questions suggestions and recommendations please feel free to contact us on our instagram or linkedin accounts thank you everyone for listening to our podcast episode 2 hope to host more talk shows every sunday this way we all will learn together the aspects and prospects of ipr and competition law this is in conversation with ipr and competition law see you soon in the next episode